Hey there, horror movie tea sippers. The following podcast episode will contain spoilers for the movie we are about to review. If you have not seen the movie and do not wish to have anything ruined prematurely, please do not continue to watch or listen until you have seen the movie. And welcome to the Horror Movie Tea Podcast. Keep that. Keep that in. I can never. I swear to God, I cannot ever you start. You can't just be normal. No. You can't just start normal. Not ever. Why Not can't once. you just be normal? Well, okay. So this is a special edition for those podcast viewers. Um, hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> uh, so we are now in person because we are all vaccinated. I can touch you now. Ah! You know that's always the most <laughs> awkward scene in Harry Potter because Daniel yeah. Radcliffe's like, oh! And then like, yeah. <laughs> like, he's like... <laughs> and it's like... You you almost want to follow that up with that, like, FBI, open up! <laughs> yeah, like, bad touch, bad touch! Yeah. Oh, this is my no-no's work. But, so, in celebration, we got... Shirts that say I have anxiety. The link will be in the description below. Yeah, so that was an idea from Jess, which was a jump from V's idea, which was these mugs, that if you can't read it, it says my condition is chronic, but my ass is iconic. But... (laughs) um, It's got a peach. Since we all have some kind of chronic condition. Yeah, fun times. Uh, but today, today, we are covering the original Piranha from 1978. But before we go to that, we have actually a multitude of teas we are drinking today. But so we had... All the tea. Yes. We had one last Plum Deluxe sample. It's the Red Velvet, I think that's pronounced pure dessert tea. And it's got, yeah, in the, in the description it says chocolatey deliciousness in your cup. But it's got pure tea, cocoa peel, cocoa nib, beetroot pieces, uh, blackberry leaves, and chocolate essence. But it's, it's in a teeny tiny bag, so we got shot glasses. <laughs> and then for the actual teas that we're drinking, well... I shouldn't say the actual teas. Once we finish this, because this is fake tea. This first. <laughs> let's taste this first and see how we like okay. it. Huh. It's not bad. I'm glad it's not quite as sweet as it smells. Yes. Because it like smells absurdly sweet just from all the cocoa stuff in it. But it's it's fairly mild. Yeah, it's like if you have a sweet tooth. You don't want to actually have the sugar. You yeah. kind of cut back. It legitimately does taste like red velvet. What do you think, V? It's like the flavors are extremely subtle. Like mm-hmm. I can barely pick up any of them at all. Um, the chocolate is definitely one of the like strongest notes in there. I already finished mine. <laughs> you just knock back. Now that I'm done with that, well, we know the, who the partier is. The the tea that I'm drinking, like she just ignored that. 
What? What did you say? What? What did you say? <laughs> no, you'll find it in editing. It's okay. fine. Okay. That, that's what typically happens, so I don't know this stuff. Mm -hmm. So we went to Daiso, and for those who don't have Daisos near you, it's essentially a Japanese Dollar Tree, or Dollar, dollar Store. But anyways, they had the cutest brand called Tea's Tea, and I'm drinking the uh, rose green tea. And I am drinking... Ooh. Don't worry about it. Accident. It's fine. I have all the concerns. This is fine. Just will keep talking. Just keep talking. Or will it be in real life? We don't. Or in the cut? We don't know. Okay. Well, so I'm drinking Ito In. It's a one of the brands that they carry at Daiso. Um, and that store, by the way, is super dangerous. <laughs> There's you so will much leave there. With more than you thought you were. Way going to be more. But it's a, a a matcha green tea with jasmine. <laughs> you missed me. Lee, <laughs> <laughs> oh, what are you drinking? I'm drinking the Tea's Tea um, Peach Ginger Black Tea. Ooh, Gotta do the. I just sampled the rose green tea, and holy crap, it just punches you in the face with rose, but it's amazing. Yeah, so this Edo in matcha green tea with jasmine, it the green tea is very soft. It's not the bitter kind of green tea, which is very, very nice. And the jasmine is I mean, jasmine's always a very subtle flavor. So it's it's very light and it's delicious. This tastes good. <laughs> <laughs> that just sounds so dead inside. <laughs> I am dead inside. No, I'm kidding. Um the this one's definitely got like um, the peach flavor is the strongest flavor in there, which is nice because like the ginger's kind of a undertone of it. Um, it melds in well with the black tea flavor. That's good. I know ginger can sometimes be pretty harsh in teas. Yeah, they did just like the just the right amount of it, where it's like you know there's ginger in there, but it's not like pow ginger. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's nice. Yeah, nice. But, um, and then before we move on to the summary, just, uh, since we are now in a different recording setting, please be patient and kind with, uh, the wavering audio quality for the, the next little bit, but hopefully we will, uh, figure out a sound that we like, but yes. Eventually we'll get it. Yes. And then we'll end up changing it. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's what normally happens. Yeah. We're like, oh, this thing works. Let's change it. <laughs> this works. Let's try this now. It's Piranha. So, the summary of this movie is the military were experimenting with genetics, but specifically fish dip genetics. And so they made these piranhas that were like more aggressive and smarter than like normal piranhas and so the the scuttle had disappeared and this lady i forgot her name because protagonist lady yes protagonist lady is like we need to find this couple and she goes to drain the pond that the piranha are in which inevitably makes the piranha drain into the river and lake worst protagonist 
absolutely fucking useless. And so it's basically a movie of them fixing their mistake. Because also, like, she didn't, none, like, nobody realized that the piranha were in that containment tank. Yeah. Their security also sucked. Well, it was abandoned. It wasn't, though, because the doctor was It was, was abandoned. It was abandoned but years the ago. Was still there for experimenting. He doesn't count. Things that they yeah, they Apparently, nobody Fred. cares about little Fred that lives in there. I have, his name is Fred now. A walking pad pole thing. And we're all like, what is the story <laughs> behind this? And they, they don't, don't expect, but anyway, they never touch on it. Ever. No. So let since we're getting into the actual rating, let's go on to entertainment. <laughs> so so I guess it might be easier to just go down the line. Um, so for entertainment, for me, I would give this a seven point five. It's like I watched this movie multiple times because it is a really funny movie to watch because it's just such a ridiculous movie but it's not it's not really a good movie so i had never seen this one before to be perfectly honest um but and i'm kind of glad that i saw it since it is considered kind of one of the classics in a way but i don't know if i would watch it again so like I'm, I'm not disappointed that I watched it. I'm, I'm glad I saw it, but I don't think I'll go back to it again. That being said, I would probably get it with it. Probably give it a five point five. Holy crap! For entertainment, it was all right. It was all right, but I probably won't watch it again. <laughs> I'd probably give it somewhere around like a six, cause it's like. It's not something that I'm going to go back to and be like, every year, every summer, I got to watch Piranha. But it's it's kind of entertaining in that sense of like, for some reason, I got a lot of the same type of vibes from it, from like Smokey and the Bandit, of all things. And I think a lot of it is because it's just so quintessentially 70s. Yeah. There's, it's like you point at a bunch of different things, and it's like seventies. Also, probably the fact that they stole a cop car and were like speeding down the highway yeah, in a cop Dukes car. Hazard. Yeah, like Dukes yeah. of Hazard. But also, yeah. I grew up watching Smokey and the Bandit a lot more than I watched Dukes of Hazard. So, to be I've fair, that, so oh, highly recommend. <laughs> but I also highly recommend that you watch the edited for TV cut because oh, no. they edit out the word "some bitch" with "scumbum." And that makes it so much better. Oh it's so much better hearing the the uh, hearing the the sheriff be like, "You scumbum," and it's like not synced up to his lips at all. It's amazing. Oh no. Oh yeah, and it's and it's so obviously like a voiceover. But yeah, like in the original, he's like, "You some bitch," and then then for the like television edit, they have like, "You scum boom." Oh, highlight of my childhood. Um, Oh, oh, sorry. (laughs) But yeah, like it it's got enough like entertainment and cheese to it that it's like it's a good watch. It's a good every so often watch. Yeah, that's that's why I was saying like I. I'm not disappointed that I saw it. I am glad I watched it. I just 
probably won't pick up again. Well, okay. So the reason why I rated it so high is because, like, I love the dynamic between the two main characters. Um, it's just very, it kind of reminds me of Meg, honestly, with the, the type of dynamic that they had. I mean, I'm not saying the exact same dynamic, but the, it's a memorable dynamic. And, um, and it's a, at least interesting, but, um, I just still find it so funny that the main characters were the ones that, like, caused the movie to happen, but one thing that we were both, like, or we were all, like, oh my god, <laughs> like, this movie's so accepting, it's, like, they go to distract, like, one of the military people, and the guy's, like, use your work with him, you know, you're a woman, and she's like, what if he's gay? And then the guy is like, then I'll distract him. Like, yeah. And he just says it so <laughs> straight, and it's like, you were so accommodating, that was great. Especially for the time. But then she proceeds to be the oh, worst person ever. She just was distracting. so she's funny. Like, Are you gay? Get the magazine. Well, no, cause cause it starts off where she's like, she just right out the gate is like, so um, are you gay? And he's like, what? And she's like, oh well, I was reading this article in a magazine. And he's like, no, what what was it that you asked me? And she's like, look up in the sky, it's Superman, and then flashes him. Yeah. Like, yeah. Suddenly <laughs> boobs. Yeah, like her social awkwardness is like me. Oh yeah. <laughs> But um, it was it was bad. Especially nice. like because her trying to like come on to hit to the main guy at the beginning of it, she's just like, "Do you do you mind if I come into the same room as you? Do you mind if I sit here?" And then after he gets up, she like moves to the middle of the couch, and then he comes back, and he then she's like, "You're so tense." And he's like, well, yeah, I'm not used to, like, people. And she's like, I can tell. I've been trying to hint my way under the covers this entire time. And we're like, you were? <laughs> yeah, we were all confused. Um, but can, I, can we just talk about the the freaking piranha sounds? And <laughs> yeah, underwater turkeys. <laughs> but, like, okay, I was telling them the funniest thing to picture is while you see the piranhas is just picturing... The more than likely, I don't know if they actually did it, so I'm assuming this, is the divers underneath the water with the sticks, with the plastic piranhas just like jabbing at the area that they're trying to film. They're clearly like plastic or rubber fish that they're using as props, and it just doesn't work. Alternately, it works so well because it's very much like it's very much like watching Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds, where the especially the one scene where the guy is like trying to fight the birds off. Well, and like specifically the part where like his hands getting pecked, and they have an actual fucking puppet bird that's just like, (laughs) and then it cuts back to him. He's like ah ah ah, cuts back to his hand. His hands all bloody. Peck 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 peck. Like (laughs) it's that level. And at one point they have an actual like puppet fish because you see the little jaws go. Yeah. Nipples? Oh, okay. I said nipples. Not gonna lie. Someone else was like, Comment down below. Did you hear nipples or nipples? <laughs> <laughs> the world needs to know. But, but okay. So, is there anything else? Her mind is dirty as ever, guys. Oh yeah. <laughs> Especially with like these two, they just like. Make my pervertedness like exponentially come out. 
But um, do why? I don't know. <laughs> I just get excited, and then it becomes a weird. <laughs> Do we need to change places? Is there anything else we want to swear there's nothing else in this tea, guys? On the entertainment scale before we move on to realism. Oh, there's the fact that we can finally talk about eating ass in this episode. (laughs) V! Because they're in inner tubes, and they just kept giving the, sh- the like, close-ups of people's butts. Blood. And so I'm just like, rump roast. <laughs> you know, we really need to get one of those, like, band sticks and just, like, whack you every time you say Make something. worse. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. Quit Smack me with worse. that band paddle. Mm. <laughs> Jesus. Don't talk dirty to me. <laughs> Are you getting excited? Get <laughs> me out of here. <laughs> See, I guess one would give me or jazz. See, okay. For, okay for, Who are you? <laughs> for anyone confused, because I'm sure you'll notice in the live streams, I very much refer to her All as Megumi. But then in the podcast, I refer to her as Jess. Yeah. So Megumi was a nickname given in high school. And it's it just, it, it glued itself into my head. Like calling you it Jess. It's just like so against <laughs> my like sister. It just it's so weird. I'll answer to either. It's fine. Whatever. But um, but yeah, for she she wanted the podcast listeners to know her as Jess. But if I slip up, I slip up. It happens. Whatever. But yeah, especially when we're playing a scary game, like I do not have the mental capacity yeah. to be like her name is Jess. Especially when I'm throwing a voodoo doll at your face. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I regret nothing. I apologize for nothing. <laughs> but anyways, for realism, I know I don't have I don't have it as long of a list as you guys. So I have the, I think the longest list because of the location. Yes. Oh, you're going last. So yeah. I, <laughs> so I will go ahead and start off and just go ahead and say all of my points and you guys can add on. Um so for realism, I'm going to give it a two, and it's funny because the very first bullet is military piranhas. <laughs> is that not the most realistic thing you've heard of? <laughs> no. And then how no, it's useless <laughs> the main character is, but she somehow is useful at the same time. She fails upwards. She's not, though? Yeah. And then the fact, okay, so whenever they very first let the promise out, the scientist is more focused on attacking them than stopping the drain of the lake or the pond. It just whacked. And uh, also I have one bullet that just says she left the keys in the car. <laughs> and I mean, maybe it's just like at the time, but... And then they didn't bring the scientist guy to a hospital. It's like, I know that they're kind of out in the mountains, but he, he was injured. He was in a car wreck. He needs a doctor. And then the, the piranhas were not realistic at all. Like them focusing on eating the rope to try and get the people to fall in the water. And then, and then whenever the camp counselor dies, the piranha like drags her underneath. And like, I'm sorry. The, the piranha's, the piranha's not now. Their, their bed is. 
And the, oh, and then the fact, I know this is what V is going to really rant on, but so we look at the filming location because we're like, where is this? Because there's like supposed to be a texting guy, but they're like, it's out in the mountains. And then the, the main character guy is like a lumberjack looking person. It's supposed, it was filmed in San Marcos and the, the police car actually said like, Texas Department of uh, Safety. Yeah, so it was in Texas, but it, it was nothing like Texas. Like, the people didn't act. Like, we're, we're in Texas. We, we know these things. <laughs> born and raised. Uh, mostly raised in Texas. I wasn't born in Texas. Born and raised. Kind of <laughs> You're a transplant. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I hate that. How would you say that? what you are. A transplant? Yes. Ooh. You said transplanted. Transplanted from one place to another. Yes. I would say immigrant or something. Like, well, it's not another country. Well, emigration. It's almost another country. But it's not quite another country. So, yes, you went from one state to this one. Yeah, I just You're moved. transplanted. No, you just moved to another state. You don't yeah, transplant. you transplanted no. from one state to another. No, you don't translate. You move. Woman, look it up. <laughs> Or you transfer. <laughs> look it up. It's what they call it. No, it's not. In my 30 years of life, I have. Let us know in the comments. <laughs> Translate our new guys. Same <laughs> <laughs> transfer. But, uh, but a transplant is like, like a, for like an organ as an example. You move one organ from its home to a foreign body. Yes. Yes. To a new home. Yes. <laughs> I hate this conversation. <laughs> so moving on. <laughs> she lost. Moving on. <laughs> By your own definition, yes. It's all okay. The the realism skill is now on you guys. I said all of my points. So <laughs> <laughs> two is fair. I do appreciate that the blood is not super ridiculously red. They did have it a a more natural color. The effects were actually pretty decent. The effects are decent. They did have a couple of, like, mannequin-type bodies. Yeah. That were definitely plastic or rubbery, uh, which I get. 70s. It's the times. They still look pretty decent, all things considered. They did look pretty decent. The effects were nice. Um, I, I can't accept the woman as the protagonist. The most useless freaking character ever. Next to the worst camp counselor ever. Oh my god. He has like a cartoon Fun villain. sucker. Yeah. <laughs> to use your word. Yeah. He was a fun sucker. So. A sucker of fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it just... Some of the interactions seemed fairly forced. Especially the, the owner of the resort. Who was clearly not a Texan at all with his fake accent which wasn't even texan no and and he couldn't keep an accent because like he would say coal that was the that was like his big tell was he would say coal nobody in texas says coal it's cold no not even cold because that was him saying call yeah that's true because he's like a phone call but it's like phone call yeah no it's call yeah call no Horrible, horrible 
accent there, not even Texan, and giant belt buckle, like half the cliches yeah. for Texas. This is not how Texans do. <laughs> Probably the only actual Texans in there were the extras. Possibly. Specifically the crowd scenes. Yeah. Because those would have been locals. I don't know. There were less guns. So who's getting into the stereotypes now? Yeah. <laughs> do you, do you? Saying, there would have been at least one person pulling out a gun to point it at the water. Just trying to figure out what it was. You know there would be. That is a realism issue, though. Yeah, that's a realism well, issue. Yeah. a realism scale. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that the that the extras weren't locals. But me yeah. personally, if I'm going to a water park, I am not going to bring a gun to a water park, which is where they were. Yeah. It would, but I'm saying like there were cars nearby. There would have been so someone you think, grabbing it and pointing it at the water. Why else is it something else? They the don't know what it is. In the seventies, it, it could be very different. I doubt that it was any more strict than it is right now. If anything, it probably got most strict in like the 90s for Texas. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I know. Just recently. Yes. Especially recently. Yes. Uh, we're not getting into that. We're not getting into that, though. So, <laughs> I can accept the, the government or the military trying to cover up the issue and trying to calm the public and say, you know, there's no risk of them getting out anywhere, even though we know they can, or things like that. But otherwise, it's not an Corona's act. There, even if it was a shut down military facility, everything would have been moved out. Yeah. And any kind of experiments that were left over would have been killed or moved. So there wouldn't be anything there and if there was anything left there that they couldn't move, they would have stationed some people there no as security. So, no. <laughs> they didn't take the dude to the hospital. A lot of the people didn't try to get out of the water just until started. much later. They were kind of just looking around or flailing. Didn't try to swim away, nothing. So, a lot of the movie just, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. But the biggest part was just the piranhas. That's not how piranhas do. Yeah, the piranhas are so <laughs> ridiculous. And I'll, I'll let V harp on the non-Texan of it. Here yeah. Here we go. This is fun. <sighs> All right. So. Real talk with V again. <laughs> so for those who don't know, I was born and raised in San Antonio, which is a little less than an hour away from San Marcos, which is where this was filmed. So I grew up, a lot of my childhood, going to Ocarina Springs, which is where this was filmed. Ocarina Springs and San Marcos are not in the mountains. Um, so where they got all this, like, oh, they can't survive in this cold mountain water, what? Fucking mountains! You're in central Texas. We do not have mountains in central Texas. At the most you're going to get is the hill country, and that's a lot more west. And even then, those aren't mountains. So, all that is just fucking wrong. Texas is flat. Yeah. 
the the least flat is the hill country, which is beautiful, but it is definitely hills. It is not mountains. So the woodsiness of it, like the San Marcos, New Braunfels area, does have a lot of beautiful yeah. woodsy backdrops. Oh, yeah, yeah um, we definitely have some woods, and that made sense. Yeah. So, like, at the very beginning, like, they never once in the movie do they explicitly say, this is our location. The name of the lake that they're at is, like, um, was it, like... I'm pretty sure it was made up. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was made up. I'm trying to remember what the actual, like, name they called it. It was, like, Hidden River Lake or Secret River Lake or some... Like, Lost Lake or something like Some bullshit like that. Like, River and Lake were in Mm -hmm. it. And to my knowledge, that's not a name of an actual lake or river anywhere in Texas. Um, So, like, Ocarina Springs is fed by the Guadalupe River. Um... And a lot of people go tubing down that river. Everyone goes tubing down the river. Um, And so there's just like, so at the very beginning of it, we're like, okay, well, maybe this isn't like Colorado or something like that. And then the owner of the like brand new resort that's opening up is like, he's like, I swear by the fact that I'm a Texan or some bullshit like that. We don't do that. We don't, we don't fucking do. And so, like, we're like, okay, well, he's just a random Texan tycoon who's, like, moved to this other area. And then they mention Ocarina Springs, and I'm like, wait a fucking minute. And then we <laughs> see the cop car. And then we see the cop car that says Texas Department of Safety, and I'm like, wait a fucking minute. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I'm like... I know this place. I've been here before. Um, memory of this place. And so, like, and as as we're watching it, I start going off about like Ocarina Springs and how, like, for one thing, it's not a big enough park to be a resort. It was a kind of small amusement park that was in that area. Um, it's essentially shut down like the last time that I went they didn't have anything left but the glass bottom boats but they and they mentioned because they were actually at Ocarina Springs and like they mention the uh, the submarine ride and all this other stuff but then but they only mention the submarine ride and then the fact that there's like the lake and that's the only things that they really mention but it's like actual ocarina springs and again i don't know how much was there in 1978 um but at least by the time i was going in the 90s they had the submarine uh show which was actually a underwater ballet show so it, that was really neat because you went into this submarine the submarine went under the water and they had um these women that wore mermaid tails and they would do this underwater ballet and they had these tubes that came down into the water that had oxygen and so every so often you see the mermaids just go over and just like take the tube and go and then continue like doing their thing that's really cool and then at the beginning yeah at the beginning before the uh submarine would go under the water they would show ralph the swimming pig and it's exactly what it sounds like. It is a pig that swims. And that's the entire attraction. But they sold 
little like figurines and stuff of Ralph the swimming pig. <laughs> I have a question. Do pigs not normally swim and is that why it's special? They generally don't like water. Yeah, they That's and, the thing. Like pigs don't like water. Yeah, I don't know of any pigs that would normally just go for a swim for funsies. Let us know in the comments. And <laughs> get that engagement numbers up. Um, I had always heard that that was a thing that pigs hate water like that. Yeah, and they would just train this pig to swim. And they would just literally, they'd just have a trainer and the pig in the water. And the trainer would have something and like coax the pig to come to them. And then it'd be like, yay, the pig swam. That was the whole attraction, and that was the highlight of my day as, like, a five-year-old of, like, I want to go see Ralph the Swimming Pig. Like, it was fucking adorable. Um, but then they also had one of those, like, uh, I can never remember, like, those those air trams where you're in the little, like, basket thing, and it just goes down the wire. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just goes across the whole park, so they... Yeah, those things. Mm -hmm. So they had those. Um, and it literally didn't take you anywhere in particular. It just took you across the park. Mm -hmm. um, and then they had the glass-bottom boats, which most of what you saw was just catfish. <laughs> um, I mean, apart from bass, that's that's what we got. That's, that's mainly what we got. Yeah. Um, those are the big ones. And that's pretty... Like, those were the major attractions of Aquarina Springs. The park itself, I believe, is still there, but all... La again, last I went, which was, like, ugh, over a decade ago, um, the only thing left was the glass-bottom boats. Oh, I mean, we got crappie and, and a few other assorted fish, but those are the big ones for sure. So I'm not surprised that that's about all you see are the bottom feeders. Yeah. yeah. So... One thing I did forget to mention, too, that really, really bugged me. They mentioned that the water that they were in, in the pond, was salt water. And the rivers and lakes were fresh water. Even if a fish is able to go between the two, it is not a, a type of thing where you can just dump a salt water fish into fresh water and expect them to adjust immediately. No. They will die of shock. Yeah, because that's with, like, salmon whenever they go from yeah. the rivers to sea and back. It's like there's levels of salinity yes. that essentially allows the fish to adjust back yes. to each level. And it does take some time to traverse that. So they're able to acclimate themselves fine. And they're not in the, the fresh water very long. They go back to their normal habitat fairly soon after if they survive. So it's a very rough, rough run. So for them to drain the saltwater pond into the freshwater, one, that's a hell of a lot of salt that you're dumping into the river. So yeah, thanks for that. That the fish for sure. <laughs> that would destroy a good area of their ecosystem for sure. Just mess up all the things. And then for the, the piranhas to go from the salt water straight to fresh water, that's too big a change too fast. Chances are they're going to die immediately. That's not how fish do. No. And also, like, every single, like, 
uh, plot hole of like, well, piranhas can't do that. Because they even had like the one other scientist would be like, well, that like piranhas don't work like that. And they kept explain trying to explain like, okay, but these are like genetically modified piranha and so but that was like their go-to answer for everything is is like basically like it's magic yeah no it's magic it's all magic how altered they are they need to be able to acclimate (laughs) it's not how any of this works but and even but even with all that it's like i don't i don't I don't care about the piranha after I saw like that one fucking stop motion thing. I want to know about that critter because they show three or four different close-ups of this critter. And I'm like, they put budget into this critter that's just running around in the lab and we never get, they don't mention it. They don't, we don't know what it is. We don't know anything. I I just presume it somehow... They, they never taught. I just presume that at some point it got out and lived a happy life in the in the woods and maybe somewhere in in the San Marcos area you can yeah. still find him roaming. It's the it's new, a yeah. It's like mini chupacabra, yeah. like random cryptid. It's a thing. Yeah. But it's like I want a movie about that. I want a movie about that guy. Is that what became the no? Because they mentioned the Black Lagoon. That came out a lot earlier. Oh yeah, creature from the Black yeah. Lagoon. Yeah. So, I, I want to know what it is. I want to know. I've named him Fred. <laughs> I want to know about Fred. <laughs> we want a movie about Fred. Make this movie. Because, I mean, it would have been fine if they at least acknowledged it. We still would have wanted more of it, for sure. Not disputing that. But, I mean, at least acknowledge it. Yeah. It's, it's a thing, and it's out. It's loose. Like, they spent more time looking at this thing that looked like a cross between an Amore eel and Godzilla. Because they actually go up to the tank of that one and go, what is it? And then they're like, oh, I don't want to look at this anymore. But but the other thing that's, like, walking around and they keep showing it in shots and he's, like, creeping around there. And it's like, when you look at, like, film theory, getting into the nerdiness of film theory, like, you, you... you don't show a close-up of something like that that many times and then never talk about yes you okay (laughs) but it's loose was all i could think for half of the time they showed it yeah it's like that thing's just chilling wandering around doing whatever it wants being like the fucking missing link between fish and man like teeth it looked half tadpole part fish part whatever the hell to walk on land yes can breathe Some air like fish so. where's the movie about him oh my God. i inquiring that. minds want to know <laughs> we want more friend yes <laughs> right. i don't have anything else to see no but uh i hope you guys found this episode entertaining. Thank you, Dee, again, for joining us. I know we, uh... We always love here. It's always a pleasure being here. July episode that he'll be on. We're still trying to harass Jess into letting us. I said in July we could do it. Yay! Fine. We're not, we're not gonna spoil it for you guys, but... Trust me, it's gonna be a good one. Just know it took them forever. Months. And 
a long since December long time vast amounts of harassing for me to even yes. agree. Well, because you're like you're a logical person and you weren't being logical. I was. No! It was funny. You don't know. <laughs> it was funny stressing you out about it. That's the extent it. of the logic. No. Yeah, that, that was most of it right there. It was because it was hilarious watching her being so annoyed that I kept refusing to watch it. But it makes me <laughs> want to harm you. And <laughs> oh, yes. Come at me, Noodle. <laughs> I'm small, but I'm scrappy. <laughs> yeah, you are. Yeah, no. I know better. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you for joining us. Don't forget, link for the shirts is in the description. Link for the mugs is also in the description. It is on Teespring. So don't forget to check those out. If you have any other recommendations for movies that you want us to watch and review, please let us know. We do have a request that we will get to very, very, very soon. So be on the lookout for that one. We were already told to trash it. So I'm excited. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. Uh, and don't forget the the live stream is coming up soon. So we will be playing. We'll be playing a really fun one. Can I tell them? Sure. We'll be playing Man Eater, and I'm super excited. I'm gonna be the one playing this one, so Alyssa gets to take the back seat <laughs> this <Lovely>. time. <laughs> So I will get to play a vicious, vicious shark eating all the things. Even though I start out as a baby shark. Do, 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 do. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm excited. I hope you guys are too. And I hope you guys will join us again soon. We'll have the next video coming out for you every Wednesday. And our live stream videos, if you do miss them, come out every Friday. So. Yep. And... For all of our YouTube viewers, I guess for podcast people too, don't forget to like and subscribe. It does. It goes a long, long way to help. And also, if you can, smash that like button. Um, that helps promote the YouTube algorithm so we can reach more people. Hopefully other horror movie and tea fans. So that way we can continue growing this community. Yep, absolutely. And as always, guys, stay safe and stay spoopy. Bye!